Hello guys, Jack here from Jack Makes Happy Hour Podcast, and yes, the rumours are true, we're heading back out on tour in May 2024. 68% of the tickets are already sold out, but there are still a few left at Edinburgh, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, Leeds, Cardiff, Sheffield, Nottingham, Bristol, Bury, and our home city of Norwich. So, don't waste any time, grab your tickets today, and come and watch me, Alfie, and Robbie live. And me. Mainly me, Alfie and Robbie there, isn't it? Yeah. uk. See you in May. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. You are a wrestler. Yes. Is that something you always wanted to do? Yeah, it's something I always wanted to do, like watching it from being a kid and stuff. But yeah. It's not something I ever thought I could do. I grew up in Hackney, and I never really expected much out of life. And then I found out that David Beckham used to play football on the Hackney Marshes, like two minutes from my front door. And I was like, holy shit, he made it. Wrestling had to change. We can't just yeah. be like two big lumbering dudes throwing like shit punches at each other. I actually lost one of my front teeth in that match. I had like grown men who know it's fake, who are inside the industry. They were like... That story made me forget that I was watching entertainment. Yeah, I, for, I forgot I that it was fake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jack's about to be assaulted live on the happy hour. Yeah! Oh. <laughs> Talk us through the ABCD method. And, and you, you, you kind of coined this, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So I've you know, had no bones about it. I've struggled with my mental health for years. Uh, depression and anxiety its always kind of plagued me. So... I thought about a way to say to people, I want to talk. I don't necessarily want to talk about my mental health. I don't want to unload all my problems on you. I just want to talk about anything. Jack Mates Happy Hour. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Jack Mates Happy Hour. Um, just to let you in, I don't know. I don't know what order these are going to go out in. We've just had Cal Freezy in the studio. We're, we're doing a double record today. Can you please stop coughing? Yeah, I can't. What am I meant issue. to do? It is getting scary. There is a chance I've got COVID nineteen. Just to let right. You know. So let's let's introduce our guest. We've got a guy called Lee Malone. You are a wrestler. How you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll 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 get to my thoughts on wrestling and and stuff like that. But it's quite it's quite interesting how this episode come to be because you are the first person we've ever had on that has like requested to come on. Nobody so, else wants to be here. So, well, I mean, if I knew I was going to be in a small room with someone, talking, <laughs> it probably would have been a later email. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, you emailed a couple of months ago and uh, you were chatting with Fee, and Fee came to me and she was like, "This guy's got a mad story." And uh, I'm just excited to hear it today. Mm. So we'll get to that. But back to you. Yeah, go on. You dirty little rat. You'd say that regardless. <laughs> I know. Do you, what's going on? You looked at me as you said that. No, I'm just saying, like, what is going on? Because I've just got a bit of a tickly throat. Right, well, because Cal Freezy's a YouTuber, right? You kept coming over to my side to cough. I'm still right? going to do He's that. He's not a YouTuber. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going towards you. And I'm, I'm kind of facing backwards as I do it. We're, does that Would that matter, Doctor? 
Um, I would say it's. I think it's a. It's actually six feet. So I think we're all fucked yeah. regardless. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a six six feet. Uh, That's why I need radius. Alex back on because if he's down here and I'm up there <laughs> <laughs> on on the train here, every single time I coughed, yeah. the looks yeah, I was I'll getting. Be. Yeah. Yeah, there was a man that coughed in the cafe just outside this studio. Literally walked past me and coughed you in the face. You were fucking. I, I stabbed him in the jugular. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> right, Lee. Something we do with our guests here is we open up with um, a famous question, synonymous with happy hour. You can probably guess what it is. What's your go-to meal deal? Right. Before I answer that, there's one thing I do have to say. You spoke a little bit a while ago about uh, about KSI and Logan Paul and about how Logan was trying to be the bad guy <laughs> in the second fight. How he yeah. wore the beret and he wore the all black. Yeah. And I thought, man, that's a really shit attempt at being a bad guy. Like, come yeah. on, you could have tried a bit harder. So I'll tell you my meal deal. Right? Yeah. BLT, uh, Raspberry Pepsi Max. Oh, God. Oh, have you brought wow. it? Oh. Oh. Fucking oh, right. oh my boy. That is how you make a bad Dirty. guy. <laughs> Dirty. Rain it from the roof. Dirty. Right? It's good shit. Dirty right? but I know you guys did the 50 days of fitness, right? Yeah. When you're yeah. trying to do like, when you're trying to pack your calories in, yeah. right? you choose a good sandwich, you get like a low, low calorie drink, and you get one of these, you get it all within 500 calories. Do you're you? Killers. You're uh, killers. Right. One, three, five calories in these. Oh, I might actually, man. I think we should actually try these on the. And, I've never And I've these are the worst ones because the other ones are like, I mean, these are the worst. Is this the other ones are about 97 yeah, or something? Yeah, is like this, yeah. is this admitting defeat though? No, 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 because we're going to test it and then we're going to cough it up all over them. Yeah. Into the dark side. Hey, I'm loving this. Yeah. Right, wait, dark side. because yeah. I thought these were like, you I kept do. going on as if they were super healthy. 135 per pack is still. Ah, uh, nah. Now, bear in mind, a pack of McCoys is about 300 calories, and these are full. These bags, they take ages to I finish. Mean, do they fill you up? Yeah, they're good. Oh, this, this is my favourite <laughs> moment of the podcast ever. Why? You're both just sat there eating popcorn, not at the cinema. I'll eat anything if it's free. <laughs> <laughs> That's our loophole for today. You can give me ricin. Is that <laughs> ricin? You can this give me ricin. <laughs> Michael Jackson at the cinema with the popcorn gift. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair play, no, mate. Thanks. It's nice. <laughs> oh, this is my favourite. Thanks, Take care. <laughs> Have you? Did you book him? <laughs> he didn't uh, actually email in. We find out it's actually Stevie's brother. <laughs> yeah, he's upset the status quo now. What do you think of him? Um, they're good, aren't they? <laughs> they're all right. I still feel like I'm just waiting to see the 20th century fox smoke come up. <laughs> I tried to make you guys do this for ages. Yeah. I didn't realise all I had to do was just give you a free I'm, bag. Yeah, yeah. Attack. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, because of this whole thing, Propercorn sent me a box of one of every one of their flavours. Yeah. I just never ate them. They oh. all went out, out of date. <laughs> so I could have just bought them. I'm not doing the podcast anymore. <laughs> Mr. fucking Popcorn King over yeah. here. Oh, I didn't want them. You've got you've been given a free box of popcorn and you've let them you've <laughs> left them there. Don't don't protest. Don't campaign for these anymore, please. It's not that I didn't want them. It's that I didn't have the main and the, the drink to go with them. <laughs> didn't feel oh right. my god. So and what was your sandwich, sorry, BLT? BLT because um like the tomato on its own is all right. Mm. You stick it in there with a the sandwich that could be sitting there all day. Could be getting dry. Tomato juices it up. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a tomato man. Bit of moisture. Oh, we should probably stop these. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, so the only two times I've ever eaten popcorn is in the cinema and on whilst doing a podcast. The two worst times. Oh, you yeah, because yeah, to be fair, you shouldn't eat popcorn in the cinema, should oh, you? Mate, the one thing that pisses me off beyond belief is just how noisy people actually are in mm. the cinema. Mm. It really does. I mean, this shit. 
constantly. Yeah. When you're yeah. trying to watch a film, No, it's mate. worse when they take it out slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just inspired. get it over and done with. And it's like a little... Every yeah. couple of seconds, and yeah, then it lasts yeah. like three minutes. Yeah, yeah. it's literally just, just fucking pull the trigger, I think man. if you're polite and you are going to take that kind of shit into the cinema, open them up during the loud intro, so yeah. the loud traders, boom, get them all open, and then just be going through them. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Literally yeah. picking mixes. Yeah. Bastards. I went, um, went and saw um, The Invisible Man the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah. It's good. Have you seen it? No, I haven't yet. We wouldn't have asked if it was good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it? No. Have you yeah. seen it? Yes, I thought it was great. I find it strange. I thought it was going to be a bit of a bit of a horror type Gone Girl mm. type thing. Is it which, not a horror? Well, it has elements of that, but it's very sci-fi. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Do you know the plot? Yeah. What you know? Why he's invisible? Uh well it, it does it follow the Kevin Bacon original, the original is it like one. a remake remake or I is think it, it like... is a remake what was the Kevin Bacon original that he just he he created this machine basically that made him invisible and he started stalking people yeah that and that's I can't be dealing with that. Oh yeah, you hate anything. Yeah, that any, any, anything that requires it's so weird. This I've said it so many. It fucking blows my mind. It's the one thing I cannot work you out on as a creative person. He cannot stand anything in the, in films that require imagination. Mm. So like any fantasy or anything like that, it's it just goes out the window. But yeah, it blows my mind, mate. No, I just if but even I could have probably got into it. Had the man been a ghost, I might have gone, all right. <laughs> you can't make a machine, but ghosts are real. Well, the, the suit that makes him invisible, not, spo- I don't know if this is a spoiler, skip 30 seconds if it is, but it's like made, made, <laughs> of, it is, made yeah. of all, <laughs> made of all, you need to listen to work out if it is a spoiler. Then skip it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but it's a suit of loads of cameras. Oh, that reflect what's happening outside. See, I think that's more realistic. Do you? I reckon that could be doable. Because if yeah, if there's any way to do it, it'd probably be that, wouldn't it? So the camera's pointing out. It's filming, but but then then the camera's got to project what it should be on the behind. But you've got a camera no, behind camera, you. As yeah, well. the camera behind you will be filming. Oh, so that's filming you, and it's projecting it out of that camera. <laughs> I get it. There you go. And suddenly, I want it to win an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Right, less about that. More about you, Lee. You are our guest today. Um, You are a wrestler. Yes. Is that something you always wanted to do? Yeah, it's something I always wanted to do, like watching it from being a kid and stuff. It's not something I ever thought I could do, being like five foot eight and living in England. Like, you think in your head, you've got to be at least eight feet tall, built Mm. like a brick shit house, tanned as shit, and American. Yeah. Yeah. and yeah, I kind of got into it in a really weird way. I uh, I wanted to be a filmmaker. I did little bits. You know, I've worked in film for like 10 years. I did a little bit for SBTV, did a little bit for Channel 4 and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You guys know Michael Bisping, the fighter? Yeah. 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 He did this talk on YouTube where he's in a gym and he's talking to all these kids and he goes, right, if you want to be in the UFC, these are the best fighters in the world. If you want to be the best in the world, you've got to be the best in your country. Put your hand up if you're the best in the country. No one puts their hand up. Yeah. All right, well, let's tone it down one. Are you the best fighter in your city? No one puts their hand up. Okay, let's turn it down again. Are you the best fighter in your gym? Turn it down even more. Some of you aren't in the hardest cunt in your house. Your dad would beat your ass, right? So you have to go street by street and one by one and work yeah. up. And I put this mentality towards film. So in my small town of like 100,000 people or whatever, I said, right, I'm going to work with a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of MMA fighters and a mm. couple of rappers and a couple of singers. Until eventually, everybody in this town knows my name when it comes to film. Right. So I started going that way and then I was like, right, let's move to the city above that. Let's move to the county beyond that. And because of that kind of six degrees of separation, 
a wrestler put on Facebook, hey, I'm looking for someone to film my shows, you know, just film them straight, put them on DVD. Mm. And uh, somebody tagged me in it. And that's how I got in, like, you know, filming by ringside and stuff like that. Mm. And that was cool. And I was a cool, like, way into the door. But I still didn't really think this was something you could do. Yeah. Even though, like, people on the show, like, had side jobs at, like, Ikea and shit like that. Like, they're, mm. all, yeah. they're all regular people doing, like, this is their side hustle. Mm. Well, their not hobby. to be patronizing, but that's what I thought that you had. I thought you had a job and you did wrestling on the side because ultimately I didn't want to get like, um, like what are they called? Like the big, big, not again, I don't, don't want to sound patronizing, Please. but like the, the rock in, yeah. right? Because they're, they're just going to come from, from an angle that like, look at me, I make all these millions. This is why wrestling is good. Whereas where are you at in your career then? So, as you get better and as you progress and mm. you win more belts and you work for more places and stuff, you up your wage. And then when right. you contact places, because I work independently for like 10 different wrestling companies. Right. Uh, like one overseas and like some up and down the country and stuff. And as you up your wage, they'll say, all right, I want you in for this show. How much do you cost? You tell them and they're like, okay, well, you know, that's too much for us or we can't do it, whatever. And you negotiate. Mm. You eventually up your wage to the point where you can stop doing a day job. Mm. Yeah. You can just do this. But of course, now that most shows are on like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you've now got all the rest of the time to go to the gym or work on merch or do podcasts yeah. or, yeah. or yeah. do other stuff like that. I have a question. Please. I have a question because you said there you get belts and you build up, which makes sense, but isn't wrestling scripted? It is indeed. So when, are you not writing your own script to win the belts? You're not unless you run the company. In right. the same way that, like, okay, this is a bad example with Johnny Depp because he's a massive star, but, like, Johnny Depp doesn't choose what he does in a movie. The director or the writer does that, right? Yeah. And the same way you're an independent contractor, I work for a bunch of different companies, and some of them I'm a good guy, some of them I'm a bad guy, some of them I do comedy, some of them I'm a right asshole. They'll come in and they'll go, right, this is what you're doing, you're on this match, this is who you're facing, this guy wins. Wow. you go. And then you crack on. See, but, but then that, that, I thought that was... That's uh, mad. You lost me at this guy wins. <laughs> that, like, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, I understand how you're, you're booked to play a certain role. Mm. So what's your, what's your wrestling name? My name's Hustle Malone. Hustle Malone. Right, okay. Cool name. I like it. Right? I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> you can probably knock me out, mate. Don't, don't let me tell you. <laughs> but you... So say you go to one show and you're like the bad guy. Yeah. And you play that week in, week out. Mm. And then you go to another show and you're the funny guy. Yeah. But you're playing the same character because you're Hustle Malone throughout, no? Yeah, but I'm playing... Look at like the Hulk, right? Yeah. When Edward Norton played the Hulk, it was different to... You know, slightly different. There are still commonalities in it. Mm. But different to how Mark Ruffalo played the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like when a character falls into the uh, what is it, the public domain mm. and everybody can make a movie about it. Like Sherlock Holmes in public domain. Yeah. And, you know, Will Ferrell did it and he made it comedy and a joke and like slapstick. Yeah. But yeah. Robert Downey Jr. did it and he was the smartest guy in the world. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that character is like mine and I can show these different sides right. of it. Right. When I was growing up, I, I used to see like Hollyoaks on the TV and I, and I always remembered how a character would be a good guy to one person and they would go to the next scene. And it would be a bad guy to somebody else. Yeah. And in the same way, like we as people in mm. our lives, yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. people with a good guy, some with a bad guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. So do yeah. you need to be do you need to be good at acting? Some people can skate away without it. So for example, like the difference between wrestling and MMA. In MMA, if you're great standing and you're shit on the floor, I'm taking you to the floor. Mm. Yeah. Why on earth would I stand with you? I'm gonna take you down. Mm. In wrestling, we focus on the positives. So I know some people who are hilarious as their character and they fuck around and the, the crowd are in stitches and that's what they want from them. 
if I know that he's crap, you know, doing hand to hand, like kind of like shoot fighting, like closer to MMA kind of stuff, mm. why would I take him up there? Mm. It's also like a, it's a bit like a candle. If I use my candle to light your candle, mine doesn't go out anymore, does it? Mine doesn't get smaller. Your candle still, you know, burns bright and stuff. But, but I, I understand the metaphor, but I'm not, I'm not sure how that would work in combat sport. Like, because like, for example, if you, I, I'm going to take it to what I know, which is Please. football. So if you know Messi's good at free kicks, you're not going to want to try and take him out outside the box. Because then you're, you're saying yours is a performance and you're playing for the audience. Right. Whereas um, like, you don't want them to win. In yours, you want it to last and show the whole audience. But in that, you want the audience wants Messi to score a free kick. But so, so, you, so you kind of don't really care who wins or loses? Not at all. Really? Not, at, not in the slightest. And, and like you said, with the football example, that's bang on. Because I was thinking the other day, if football was scripted, would you ever want to pay money, 40 quid or whatever, to go see a nil-nil draw? No. If the game had to be a draw to build tension for the end of the league or whatever, that would be a 7-7 seven, seven draw. But I think... Five guys get sent off. Like, that'd be accelerate. You know, match of the day would be the yeah, best Yeah, but would TV. it, though, if I knew none of it was real? But you don't know the results. In the same mm. way, I know Avengers isn't real, but I still go and watch that. Mm. I yeah. hate Avengers. He's the wrong guy, but for me, that's actually a, a very good point. And like, I'm not going to shy away from it. Right on some of the biggest shit I've got on Twitter, I wasn't even being harsh. <laughs> right, mm. I just tweeted, I don't understand the people that are waiting till 4 a.m. for the pay per view. Uh, it was a hell in the cage and shit like that yeah. but I, I, ju- I just don't get it and oh my fucking god did, did wrestling Twitter come for me oh they go like, mad at me I so, I've, I've stopped tweeting about yeah, it now I've it's, stopped it's, tweeting it's about mad. it yeah. and it's just, it's just because I just I just don't get it I, just don't, I, I, I don't I don't want to sound hard because I don't want to sound like an asshole no, I, if, you, if I can walk out of here with a changed mind 100% I'm not a narrow minded person I'm open to it I don't get how an adult can wait till 4am for a pay-per-view for something that is pretend but jordan let me let me say and i'm i share the exact same view as you yeah yeah but i the same tweet you would put about wrestling i would put about avengers i would think oh it's a man in a spider-man suit who gives a fuck about that you know what i mean so it's difficult but is is wrestling a sport then it's not a sport it's it's performance art closer to anything right yeah i wouldn't call it the easiest example i can think of is the main difference between wrestling and boxing for example is like the difference between porn and sex right yes one of them is fake yeah yeah but nobody goes home disappointed when it ends in 10 seconds <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah there we go we're you done you can't argue with a well-written metaphor <laughs> yeah <laughs> so when That's when mad. when did you come up with the, the name hustle malone so i used to i used to run a youtube channel called you got this bro and right. it was motivational content but it wasn't like I, I, I struggled watching like Anthony Robbins and stuff you know to believe in the power of you like, I'm, I'm actually day nine of personal power Anthony Robbins I could give you 20 guys that are way more real than that like, yeah yeah you know, yeah Gary I, 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 I like um, Gary Vaynerchuk yeah 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 guys like him that's guys, business type mm, stuff right yeah, yeah. Who, who are like you know you can play with the secret, you know, wish it into your life and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and that yeah. stuff, a lot of people, that stuff does work. Yeah. But for me, I need a voice that says, why the fuck are you watching TV? Mm-hmm. Get up and do something. Mm. I need that voice that is like, oh yeah, I need that discipline. Come on, I need to keep going. Yeah. So I made a YouTube channel where I spoke in like colleges and schools and stuff like that. And it was more so 
aimed at young people because I felt like they didn't have anything. It was more like, you know, if you want to succeed, well, you just better keep revising then, shouldn't you? Mm. And that was it. That mm. was just read again. Yeah. Try a different revision method. Yeah. And I hated that because mm-hmm. that didn't work for me. So it didn't work for other people. So I tried that. And around that kind of time, it was when I was transitioning into wrestling and, and one took over from the other. And Gary Vaynerchuk, one guy, his mantra was hustle. Mm. And it was work hard and it was, and it was keep going. So my character, when it originally started, I started off as a corrupt motivational speaker. So in my head, it was like a cross between Tyler Durden yeah. and like Charles Bronson. Right. So it would be like, follow me. I'll show you the way to get a better life. If not, I'll headbutt you in the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? And then you became a motivational speaker at what age? Uh, 24, 25. How old are you now? 29. What makes a, and uh, this might be a silly question, but what, what makes a good motivational speaker? Because I could probably sit somebody down and inspire them to do YouTube. Mm. Whereas you could inspire me to go to the gym, Jordan, mm-hmm. yeah. or, or you could inspire me to work for the Queen. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, so how can you generalize motivation? So you can look at the techniques that come before it first. Right. So you can read the books and you can find out the methods and study psychology. So the first thing I did was like I studied psychology and body language. One of my favorite books is called What Everybody Is Saying. And it's mm-hmm. a book where it's written by a guy who used to work for the FBI. And each chapter is cut off by a limb. So like it's easy to lie with your face, but it's not very hard to like lie with your feet. So have you ever been in a nightclub and like, you know, the ugly guy taps a girl on the shoulder and she's just kind of like, eh? and just kind of like turns her head, but doesn't turn the body to give you the whole body. Right. Because that's show- showing them that they're not giving you the full attention. But if like fucking Chris Hemsworth or whatever tapped a girl on the shoulder, her whole body's turning around and facing you. Right. So I learned the body language and then I learned things like, uh, so I'm, for example, I'm 13 years sober. Oh, nice. Congrats. So, uh, thank you. Um, I learned the things that make and break habits. And I know that, you know, when like somebody gives up smoking and they find themselves with like, you know, chewing gum. Toothpicks. Or, like, and, yeah, yeah, something because their mouth needs to be there. Your mind is kind of like a pie chart. And when you take something out, you have to fill it with something. Yeah. So in order to really make a habit stick when you want to remove something, you have to take on another habit. So mm-hmm. even if it's not something that is long term, take up a swimming class go walking around your area, you know, word of the day or something like that. And by learning these little things, it allowed me to apply them to education. And and bear in mind, like, after a while, the passion for wrestling, I think, gave me a little bit more. Mm. And that's why I graduated towards there. I did, I did the motivational thing for maybe three years. And then by the time it came to coming up with a character for wrestling, <coughs> I thought, fucking hell, this writes itself. Mm. Yeah. Fucking cool. hell. I'm baffled. So up until 25, yeah. did you... What, how was your life? Did you not have a good life? And that's why you needed to, to find like external motivation. I mean, not having a good life doesn't necessarily need needing motivation. Well, what I mean, like if, for example, um, uh, so let's, let's go from something I know. So say like at 16, I found a YouTube formula um, reviewing something and I made millions of pounds really easy. Like, and, and all I had to do was just repeat that formula, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I've struggled on YouTube over a number of years, but let's imagine that I could just do that. I, I could be chatting bollocks here, but I 
would imagine that the motivation would come quite easily because it's like oh, if you just get up and just make one video you're going to be sorted for a, your rent's going to be paid mm. whereas i find that a lot of motivational speakers that you hear online they struggled and they needed yeah. to one day find that spark find, you said that you used to watch gary vaynerchuk and all all of these people so so what what was it in your mind that made you want to go bigger and better and better yourself because most people are just content with floating from from day to day and not really doing that. Absolutely. I think it's when you taste something good. Mm-hmm. Like when you get that little bit of something and then you go back to normality and you're like, oh, fuck, that's what life is. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so like I said, I, I grew up in Hackney and I never really expected much out of life. And then I found out that David Beckham used to play football on the Hackney Marshes like two minutes from my front door. And I was like, holy shit, he made it. Mm. Like he got out of here. And then like I, I shaved my head. I was, I was like reluctant to do, shave my head for ages. And then, like, I saw a picture of, like, Vin Diesel or something. I was like, man, he looks pretty cool. And then I, like, broke down the door. Because before, it was just like, oh, man, girls don't like bald guys. And then I saw him, and I was like, do you know what? That's all right. He's kind of opened that door for me. And it it works with everything. Mm. Um, But primarily, the motivation kind of started off generally. Like, at the very start, it was more just regurgitating catchphrases and things that I liked. And as time went on, we were getting messages from kids in schools. And it was like, okay, well, not only is that where the target market is, Clearly, if everybody from this age group is hitting us up and telling us, I'm struggling here. I don't think I'm going to get out of uni- like university, college. All of that just looks like a mess to me. If they're saying that's a problem, I guess that's the, the thing with any field, isn't it? Like you've got to fill a gap. Mm, you know, yeah. There's a question. Can I answer it? Yeah. Did you, did you have any... You seem quite a confident guy. Would you say you are? Yeah. Yeah. When you were, when you were on stage or you were going around the schools and doing, doing these talks, did you have, ever had have any awkward moments were there any moments where you're like i don't actually know what to say now or like how much of it did you believe in what you were saying as well oh i always believed it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah i like eh, slept it like <laughs> i can imagine if it was me though and i had like all these mantras and all these quotes and metaphors and i just stopped and, and my head was going oh you don't and I, I would just start making stuff up like i uh, <laughs> get a dog that would <laughs> you know what i mean like just kind of coming out with stuff like did you have was it almost like a performance piece? Did you have it all written and stuff like that? I had it more in bullet points because I, I don't, even like with wrestling because trash talking and, and shit talking is a big part of it. Yeah. I prefer to go with the bullet points and uh, and the feelings. Like, I can't remember where I heard this quote but somebody said, no one remembers the things that you say or the things that you do. People only remember the way that you made them feel. Yeah. And on my first wrestling show actually, I like, I was begging the promoter. I was still this like trainee. I, I had shit gear, all this kind of stuff. I was begging him. I was like, please let me go out and talk trash like for 30 seconds before the match. And he didn't ask me what I was going to say. He just went, what's your last line? Because that's the only thing that people are going to leave the end with. Like, yeah. That's the like hasta la vista. Everyone's like, ooh. Do you remember what end. it was? Uh, because I was doing the motivational thing, that first line was, uh, that last line was, who got this? And then I had like a crew of like four guys and like, we got this. I thought you were going to go and play on your name. You just been hustled, fool. Something like that. Wow, yeah. <laughs> that was BBC Three, the real hustle, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh mad. Uh, yeah, this is this is far like not again not to be patronizing, but I, I thought we were just getting a wrestler in and we used to, we could just like have a bit of banter about wrestling. But this motivational stuff is really, really cool. Cause I I kind of I wouldn't I, I know that you have a very, very good um mental health um what would you call it? Like the the method that you've come up with. Yeah, a method. I yeah, guess, I yeah. want to get to that a bit later on in the show, but um like my mental health goes up and down all the time mm. and when i'm going for a dip i do struggle to find this motivation do you go through that 
or because it's kind of your life and and you're kind of surrounded by it all the time do you are, do you find it easier than the average person to to get up and and go and and on them shit days push through i feel like motivation really is like it's like a, a ring of keys and i feel like sometimes you just need to find the right one and sometimes it can be one line or or hearing one story or seeing one guy with a shaved head but <laughs> you can cuz cuz i thought about this cuz one of my younger brothers his motivation is like nothing. Like right. he, he'll sit, he'll play video games for like 12 hours in a row. I'll be like, come out, come do something. Nah, I can't be asked. And I always like puzzled me. I was like, is one of us adopted or something? Like, mm. how am I like this? Like, mm. and I always thought like, could I do an experiment? Could I lock him in a room? Could I make him motivated like this? I think part of it is, is when I have especially shit times, my mind will like go through all the stages of grief and come out. And like my default is I've had so much of like block of content of, like I've seen hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of motivational content. Sometimes I think maybe it's easier to just brainwash yourself and just like, you know, find Anthony Robbins' channel, watch all of it on repeat for two weeks and then just see if at the end, if you're still like, if things are still going. Yeah. Uh, to me, it felt like once it clicked, it couldn't go back. Really? So maybe it is looking like, like I, I think instead of getting motivated, you can't just be motivated. Mm. Yeah, that's the, but that's what but, I'm struggling to grasp because you seem like the kind of person that can just be motivated. The trick is to... F- to the step before get almost get like pre-motivated right like okay i can't be asked to do my work today so instead like if i've got an hour i can't be asked to do my work in this hour so what i will do is i will spend the first 15 minutes of this hour looking for a video or looking for a speech or Mm. reading somebody's story on reddit of somebody who got out of a situation i'll do that and that is the the brave step right rather than making like success fail success is i've got to do my hours worth of work fail is i can't do nothing yeah I, I I often, especially now, doing this Tony Robbins shit as well. It's the it's the the pain pleasure principle. So, if you have a task to do, say for example you're feeling down or whatever, and you're like, I've got to get a video done, and then you're if you're in the wrong kind of state of mind, you might apply a hell of a lot of pain to that process. Like, oh, I can't be asked. It's going to take ages. Blah blah blah. You need to try and uh, switch your perspective. So rather than attaching all this pain to what you've got to do. Think about all the pleasure that you get from doing that and all the what the outcome will provide you and bring you. And if you can switch your mentality to focus on the pleasure of something, if the pleasure can outweigh the pain of something, then often that can be a driving force to take you forward. Mm. That's a good mentality. Yeah. yeah. How, that's how, kind of what I'm trying to do now. How important is, is exercise, would you, would you say? For mental health? Uh, I mean, it's definitely a massive factor. I mean, you can't you can't argue against it. You guys did the fifty days of fitness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you guys see much of a change by the? Oh, end massively, of yeah, yeah. Ma- massively. But then, but then trying to then now replicate what I did and mm-hmm. do another one. If I feel like I need it, I struggle to. I, I I don't know where I went to to do the fifty days the first time. I know it helped me so much, and it definitely did. But I can't easily just go and do another fifty. So I don't no. know why my brain is it just lack of motivation. What is it? Would you rather do a block of fifty? And then, like, take a month off or whatever. Then do, like, twice a week or something like that. Yeah, I think that's how I work better because I'm an all or nothing kind of person. So I'd rather, like, if I'm smashing out podcasts, I'll do six a week and and, and I'll sit there and edit them and make the best trailers ever. Or I'll take a month off because if I feel like it's going somewhere, I really really follow that kind of, like, that snowball. Mm. And with the 50 days, I was going, sometimes I was going to the gym twice a day. I think even once I went three times in one day. Whereas now, I'll go to the gym twice a week, and on them days where I'm not going, 
I see them. I almost see it in my mind as like a mental graph. And if it's if I've been to the gym and I've ate, uh, eaten well, it's a green tick. And then there's a red cross if I haven't yeah. gone. And when I see more of them red crosses coming, I think that the green ones mean less. So it's mm. like fuck that. I'm just gonna just I don't care anymore. And then I f- I kind of block out the chart in, uh, and pretend it's not happening. Yeah. When I'm going to the gym, I'll count calories. Like I won't physically put them down, but I'll have a mental note of how many I'm eating. And at the end of my 50 days, like, it's a silly thing, but it's stuck in my brain. I bought a box of matchmakers, like the, mm. cri- the chocolate things. Yeah. And um, I looked and they're like 540 calories or something mad, maybe more. And uh, every one I felt guilty for. I was like, fuck, I'm just eating all these calories. Now I'll just smash a whole tub of Pringles and a box of um, matchmakers. And my brain, I won't allow the, the thought of the calories to come mm. into my brain. Because I think if I don't think it, it's not yeah. actually there. So yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to sort of like draw that external motivation. That's why people such as yourself interest me. Because I, I, I don't quite know where you get it from. Are you on every day then? Are you just are you focused every day? D- definitely not. I'm, I'm guessing similar to you. When you've got a day off, it's a full day off. Yeah. Like, like not checking your phone for work or none of that. Right? right. One of my favorite mentalities is progress over perfection. Some people try and look to, you know, let's say you want to get like an eight pack or something mm. like that. And you're never going to get it out of that one session. Right. Mm. It's going to be like 0.1. You know, today I got 0.00001% closer to my goal. Yeah. Whatever that goal is. And I think that's the way you've got to see it. There are some days where like, you know, I'm banged up or I'm too busy, or I can't make it to the gym. And like you, I think I'm very like green and, and red as well. Mm. But I say to myself, all right, well, I could just be fucked off with today. Or I could find on YouTube, you know, five-minute ab tutorial. And it's not much, and it definitely ain't going to jump you 1%. Yeah. And it might get you 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 1% closer to it. Yeah, fair enough. So just make a little dent so in, yeah, in the day. So you're always contributing towards your goal. Yeah. Even, even if that, that tick is that fucking small. Yeah. It's better than the next. Yeah, my, my yeah. issue with days where you do nothing is I don't look at it as a nothing day. I look at it as a minus day. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I've, got, I've gone, oh, I'm finally on 2.6%. That's progression. Yeah. And then I'll go, oh, I've just lost a percent. Yeah. Nothing. That's today. exactly how I am. If I do four days in, the row, in, in a row at the gym and I have two days off, I feel mm. like I've gone back to zero. Yeah. But then you'll see it in proof. Uh, two weeks ago, I went to the gym six days in a week. And I weighed myself before and after, and I'd lost four pounds that week because I was mm. eating well. Mm. Last mm. week, I didn't go all on only I'm now three pounds heavier so I'm one pound lighter than I was two weeks ago mm. still technical progression <laughs> yeah. but why did I then have a week off and, and now I see it as a minus three rather than a, a positive four and I feel like sometimes it's for me it's like a, a bit of a catapult so I'm like working against the rubber like right yeah so I'm pushing through I'm pushing through working really hard and then when I fuck up it flings me right, right back, back to worse than where I was before mm. does that make sense yeah but you've also got to think like Sometimes it's it's more like a bow and arrow. Sometimes when you go back, you can't just think of it as like, right, well, I'm back and I'm fucked now. Mm. Sometimes this can be the pullback that sends you forward. Yeah. Right. 100%. Very good. Very good. I thought I was clever with a metaphor, and then you hit me with a double <laughs> metaphor right back at me. <laughs> when we come back after this short break, I'm going to talk more about wrestling, because I still don't get it. Yeah. And, um, and I, and I want to finish speaking about um, Lee's um, mental health method that you come up with, which is... Predominantly, the the thing that Fiona came to me and said, Jack, you need to listen to this. It's quite good. So stick around for that, and uh, we'll see you in the next bit. I like popcorn. I just don't like the idea of it in a meal deal. Yeah. Mm. 
I got a meal deal last thank night. Thank you, by the way. I appreciate it. Yeah, that. cheers, thank mate. I'm not a big fan of it, really. <laughs> I, like how, I, I, I like how I'm the only one who didn't open it. Yeah. Edgelord. Right. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, we are back from the break. Me and Jordan talking about popcorn. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still not sold. Still not sold. Something else I'm still not sold on. Wrestling. Mm. Talk us through. So as a kid, Lee, you were a wrestling fan. Mm. I w- I'm going to get a lot of shit for this because I, I, I have this very outspoken opinion that I think it's a load of shit. However, I had a WWE back then it was because it changed... Nah, WWF. WWF. <laughs> yeah, World, World Wildlife Federation kicked off about it or something, didn't yeah. they? I, pandas. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had a WWF sticker book mm. and I had... Um, just because I like sticker books, it wasn't yeah. really who, who it was. Um, the Undertaker. Yeah. That's one I remember. Boy. He was the wasn't he the one in the big black coat that come up? Yeah, big goth. And the yeah. hat. Yeah, big goth. Was he or was he not brothers with Kane? Yeah. You didn't know that for a long time though. I Kane, didn't know that. Kane always had a mask yeah. on. Yeah, wouldn't he? And he burn, was burned. And then he had like this hair, but then now he's just victim. out. Yeah, no, right? yeah. He was, was always that, known. Was that a character or was that an actual thing? Yeah, it was it was only a character, but they said he was your brother's coming. Like when oh yeah, I, I thought at first wow. you didn't know. I used to love wrestling when I was a kid. Kane was actually my favourite I... wrestler. What? what? Kane was my favourite wrestler. I never watched wrestling, but he reminded me of Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Maul? But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... I know what he's doing now. He's the mayor of a county. Like, Knox oh, County brilliant. in America. Oh, he's followed he's like old... Knox County? Knox County. Oh, I thought you said Knox County. <laughs> <laughs> he's the mayor of the football team. <laughs> I think spat, I can, I think I can stem where my dislike for wrestling actually started. Okay. And it's, it's and this is going to sound so ungrateful. And whoever got me this gift, you know, now I'm an adult. Thank you because it was a gift. But basically, it was I think it was it must have been Christmas because both me and my cousin right got a wrestling toy. Yeah. Ooh. Now my cousin Tom opens it up. It's the Rock. What? Sick. Mm. I open mine up. It's a gentleman. I didn't know who the fuck he was at the time. <laughs> and this a gentleman by the name of Booker T. Okay. And Booker I was K. like. Who he gets the rock? Who the fuck is Booker <laughs> T, man? So I think that like six year old, whatever the fuck I was there, I think that is where it all went wrong, and and, and that, tra- that trauma, yeah, caused the man that you see before you today. I, I think that I you think know Booker T was meant to be one of the big ones, wasn't he? Well, he, he became I, I, bigger. He oh. was quite cool. He, he did so, a lot so of breaks. I had him before stuff. he was cool, but didn't appreciate it. <laughs> That's yeah, fuck. Yeah, he was yeah. like the first. He was one of the first ones to come on and be cool on in the uh, ring about, as well. He um, break dance. Oh, yeah. I want to go through some of the other ones I remember. Sean Michaels. No. Kurt Angle. Yeah, Kurt I remember Angle. Angle. Triple H. Triple H. Yeah. Yeah. Edge. Based uh, on that. Yeah. They looked um, similar. That was. Who is the big one? What Big the, Show. Big Show. Mankind. You don't remember Big Mankind. Shaq. Big Shaq. No, Big Show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah. You, you, you don't remember Mankind, do you? What was his no. name? Steve? Mick Foley. Yeah, Mick Foley. He no. came on with dirty socks on his hands. Really? That would be his. <laughs> that would be his finishing move. Yeah. What oh, about oh, Ray Mysterio? Masks. Oh. He killed someone, didn't he? Accidentally. Oh shit! Is... Accidentally. Yeah. Yeah. He accidentally. Was... He's he's, far... he's still wrestles now. Wait, we'll yeah. get to that. We'll get to that. Because <laughs> who want to talk do you about want? Like, the brothers, Jeff. Oh, Jeff oh, Hardy. Jeff. Oh, the Hardy brothers. Hardy brothers. Yeah. Do you want them die? No, no. no. Oh. Don't know where the fuck I come from. People have, as we, as you were saying, people have died doing this, haven't they? Yeah. Yes. Who are the most? What's the most famous case? The guy who fell off, fell from the thing going across the stage. He fell on top of the turn. Owen Hart. Yeah, he did one of those cool entrances where you come from like fifty foot up and you like 
On a zip line. Yeah. Come down and he it like malfunctioned and he just fucking died. And he fell directly oh. on top of the pole, one of the corners Jesus. holding the ropes in. And I think it cracked his ribs and perforated a lung. And what, and people were at the show? Yeah. It was like live on pay-per-view, like the oh, world saw it. What? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Rey Mysterio accidentally killed someone. Yeah. But it, they knew it was an accident. Was, He's absolutely fine. He didn't go to prison or anything. Because do you guys remember that move Rey Mysterio did, the 619, where he like... Is it where he goes round? Yeah, yeah, through yeah, the yeah, 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 through yeah. the ropes. So usually the move before that is dead easy. You just like trip them and they land on the ropes. The rope lands like there. And then yeah. he comes around and kicks your head. Well, he tripped them. And I don't know if one of them was out of position or the other one, but he tripped and the guy's throat went right onto the ropes. And the ropes aren't like, you know, they're like, almost like cable. They're yeah. meant to be tight because they've got support like a 300 jump and dude, shit like bouncing yeah. off it and stuff it's got to be tight so can you imagine like a cable that's tight as shit getting you right on the throat oh man did it slit his throat uh i don't know it was like the only footage that came out were like shaky mobile footage really speaking yeah. of slits for a segue how the fuck do they do the blood and shit do they actually i've, I've heard that you have razor blades and you cut yourself no so so this is i'm going to transition away i'm going to transition away on this one right a lot of people saw wrestling when they were younger, like in the 90s when it was cool with Steve Austin. That was the only one you didn't mention. I thought you mentioned Stone Cold. Yeah, Stone Cold. Guy. Um, wrestling has had to grow and had to evolve since then, mm. right? One thing that's particularly big is the rise of like over 18s wrestling. Mm. That stuff is mad. It's in like nightclubs and pubs and stuff like that all up and down the country. What now. is that like sex wrestling? <laughs> what? I think this is stuff with actual violence, isn't it? it it's, it's a wrestling show, but... Imagine a mentality of like lads, 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 banter, beers, swearing, violence. Right. Um, it's for an adult audience. It's not for kids. Oh, and you got to right. think as well. I like, thought you meant you had to be over eighteen to do it. I was so, like, I can't remember any kids doing it back in the day. So do, you, do they actually hit each other? So here's here's the thing, right? You yeah. have to because yeah. when you've got a stadium, when you're in the O2 or something like that, the crowd is like what, like fifteen feet away from the mm, ring. That's yeah. massive. When you're in England and you're wrestling in an English venue, you're the front row, and I'm here. Yeah. If I like go like that and I miss, that kid in the front row is like, right, well, cool, well, this is fake. Yeah. And it's cool. The adults all know that it's fake and they, they can come and they can enjoy everything else. But a kid in the front row, they're not supposed to know. So I have to make contact. So how hard do you hit them? The idea is that you hit hard in safe places. So the chest, you can beat the shit out of all day off. The right. neck, loads of it there. Of course, we're still careful with stuff like heads and we still find ways to get around stuff. But like... The easiest move in the world that, that all wrestlers do to non-wrestlers to, to demonstrate it is a chop. Can you yeah, just demonstrate that on Stevie? <laughs> 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 Slap the corona right out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, without doing it, because I'm not a dick, the idea with a <laughs> chop is you can either do it backhand or you can do it overhand. And the idea is you take your hand, turn away, and you turn it so that the palm connects onto the chest here. And because this is just meat... Yeah. You do can... it on me. I want to see how hard you do it. Do you really want it? Yeah. Right. I want this. Okay. Yes. Okay. Make right, sure it's, keep make keep sure talking it's, into that mic. Yeah. So. Make sure it's sounding. Okay. Well, John, me to hang on. Right. Pop it there. I'll, so I'll get the noise. Here. You can describe oh. what's going on. Okay. So hang Jack's on. about to be assaulted <laughs> live on the happy hour. <laughs> right. Why is he doing this? Jack's about to become a paraplegic. Turn that. Turn that chin away. Shit. Are you gonna hit me in the face? No. Here. I'm in there. All right. Here we go. Here we go. It's not gonna happen, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he flinched. Oh, oh. Go, go, go. Here we go. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Are you okay? Wrestling's real. <laughs> so 
So we'll do probably like 30 of them in a match. And that's wow. without the body slams, without the choke slams, any of that. Right, so you do, you do 30 of them in a match. We'll go back and forth. You could do more, you could do less, and that's without... You know, and here's the thing. These 18-plus wrestling matches, right? I think you guys would fucking love a night out one. <laughs> She's saying yeah, it again. Yeah, yeah. I have a better idea. Yeah. Do it again, but I'll film it on my phone. And then in the edit... I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one. Right, go on. What are you saying, Lee? Yeah, Sorry. I, I reckon you guys would love an 18-plus wrestling show, right? Because some of yeah. the most fun matches I've had are on shows like this. So, for example, in a normal you know, weapons match or whatever, you've got a table, you've got a chair, you've got all that kind of stuff. In the more violent ones, I've used thumbtacks. What? So you pour like thumbtacks on the floor, slam somebody on the thumbtacks. Moving away, Oh, sorry. my God. Uh, Lego. Lego's another one. Pour the Lego out on the floor, slam somebody on the Lego. Oh, mate. Um, That's horrible. And even then, there are some guys that are more violent with that kind of stuff than I am. So I know some people that use light tubes. Or, oh, just smash them over there. Yeah, and it goes everywhere. Fucking hell. Um, but then, some of the more fun ones I've done, I did one called a Poundland Deathmatch. So right. all weapons have to be from Poundland. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so it was me against my friend Bobby, right? So it was a female wrestler. And like, we've gone into this shop and I've got like bucket and spades. I've got like one of those like grabbing machines. She's got the three cans of Diet Coke. Yeah, I got Werther's Originals, Paul Dam out on the floor, gave her a slam onto that. Oh. All the creative stuff you can. I had another match called All Foods Illegal. So the only weapons you're allowed to use are food. I've got a melon bowled into my <laughs> dick. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. And the weird thing is, is, we were planning it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Thinking in my head, I can just tuck it to the side, it's fine. And then I got there, and my legs were open, and I was like, where was I meant to tuck that? To? <laughs> <laughs> this was an oversight. This is, this is, oh, <laughs> no. Uh, what else did we do? Um, so I actually lost one of my front teeth in that match. Yeah. I got, got it, like, filled back in. So there's a bit where she kicks me in the dick, and uh, I go, oh, and I hold my dick. And then I reach into my tights and I pull out a tin of um, Peppa Pig spaghetti hoops. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, got your love, sorry. <laughs> and then she like hits it. And instead of hitting it into my chin, it hit it into my mouth oh, and I lost my tooth. Fuck. And what, Did and you it, carry on? Had to. Yeah. And I had a mate in the crowd that went, look, he's hurt, he's hurt. And they went, what the fuck am I going to do about it? The show goes on, isn't it? Wow. Gee, okay. Just lost right. your yeah, I'm kind uh, yeah. of. That's kinda... a bit more real than the normal wrestling, though. Should we see if we've got... There's a little bit of a mark there. Yeah. Or you're just a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I promise. <laughs> what was? Do you remember doing your first, um, your first pro- proper show? Yeah. Um, Is that nerve wracking? Oh, for sure. Really. But I was kind of lucky in the sense that I started off as a bad guy. For yeah. The first pro- promotion I worked for. Which is great because it's so much easier to get somebody to hate you than it is to get somebody to like you. Yeah. Right. You just come out and you're like, this town sucks. Your local sports team is shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Walk in the park. Or everybody here is ugly. Everyone here is overweight. And you just go to town with that kind of stuff. And yeah. that's easy. Uh, and I came out and, you know, spoke on the mic. The first promo I ever did, I had a book that I got for Christmas of Kanye West quotes. Right. So I came out and I went, <clears throat> we're here to hear the word of Kanye. And the guys that was with me, like, praise be to Kanye. <laughs> and the quote was, the greatest tragedy of my career is I will never be able to see myself perform live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Praise be to Kanye and the whole crowd are like, get out the ring, boo, go away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's nerve wracking. Mm. Definitely helped being a bad, it's definitely more fun being a bad guy. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's nice. In some places I'm a good guy and dads bring their, you know, they bring their kids over and they're like, can my kids get a picture with you? They're massive fans. Of you oh, but they won't do that so much with the bad guys. Yeah, depends. Because to me, that then tells that makes me think that do they like 
are they a bit stupid? That's like not going up to like um, a bad guy in a movie, yeah. like because oh he's the bad guy. Well, I, I thought everyone, everyone. Do you think there's a percentage of wrestling fans that believe it? Kids, yes, right. But the difference is, is you see a movie afterwards, you bump into Robert Downey Jr., he shakes your hand, or whatever, mm. right? With wrestling, because we perform so often, if you wanted to, you could get in your car and you could see me wrestle every day at a weekend and come see me like every week. You could see me 50 times a year or something like that. Yeah. So if I'm a bad guy during the show and then after the show, I'm like, hey, how's it going? You're right. Thanks for coming. Next week when you see me, are you still going to boo me? Yeah. Because you're like, in your head, you're like, I know he's a nice guy, really. Right. Then what if they see you in two different shows where you're a bad guy in one and then a good guy in the other? Typically, like, because shows are so spread out, yeah, um, it's never a massive problem. So it's in certain areas you're a bad person, and in another area you might be a good. My girlfriend's worked it out that I'm a bad guy below the Watford Gap. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> Every promotion <laughs> under there, yeah. they fucking hate me. Like, I can walk around towns and people are like, oh, what up? <laughs> but up north, they love me. Nice. <laughs> How often do, do you get recognised and stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's nice when, um, it's nice when, like, as a good guy, you can make an influence with people. Yeah. So um, I did a show a little while ago and like a lot of good guys, they can be quite bland. So they can come out and they can be like, come on, like, yeah. High five everybody in the front row and stuff like that and slide in the ring. Uh, I was a good guy in a show. I came out and I just walked around the back of the crowd and uh, my little brother's got autism and I, I, I kind of recognize and I saw this kid had these like the big earphones on and stuff like that. And I went over and I gave him a fist bump. Like, just instinctively, like, I see people in the crowd give them a fist bump. Mm. You know, these are the people who buy my shirts, put my food on the table sort of thing, right? Yeah. So I gave him some love, did the match. A couple of days later, I got, like, a seven-tweet, like, message from this dad who said that his kid is normally quite scared to come out of the house by getting a fist bump from his hero. Oh. Like, don't get me wrong, like, mm. Iron Man's cool and stuff, yeah. but you're not going to bump into Iron Man. You're yeah. bumping into Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah. So to kids and to people who still believe it's real... yeah. That's the advantage of still being a hero. Yeah. That's class. That's, that is brilliant. What about the other side of the coin, though? So that's the admiration from people. But yeah. what about the people that boo you? How does it feel to be booed? Fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It is great. <laughs> this is where, like, when, when I link, think of, like, YouTube boxing and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you, it's almost difficult to do boxing with YouTube because it's so linear. It's win-lose. And, like, especially with YouTube as well, when you've got two YouTubers against each other, where do you go afterwards? You can play the bad guy. Like you guys could like agree beforehand, like we're going to have a fight and I'll play the bad guy and you'll get all the love. But people might genuinely unsubscribe. Mm. You know, that might take food off your plate. Whereas with, you know, I'd love to do a, a, a YouTube wrestling match against a YouTuber. Yeah. Like, I think it would, I think it would fucking crush. Who would you, who would you want to fight? Two people. Go on. Fight. Oh, you I'm after the way you took that. Call <laughs> <laughs> me a pussy. There you go. Um, first person, Bambino Becky. Re- really? 100%. She's coming in after you. You'll meet her out there. Sweet. I'll hide in the corner. Right? <laughs> and then we'll chop. Yeah. Um, RKO or into what, the table. What's your reason for Becky? Um, a lot of my best matches have been against women. Okay. Right? Wrestling's completely intergender. Um, but the other thing as well is you've got to have a big character and you've got to be able to go for it. So if you ever did like... You know how like in MMA or whatever and there's, there's a press conference and then after the fight they're like, well, it was a good fight. Thank you very much. Yeah. And then it all just calms down. Yeah. You do a press conference with Babino Becky and she's like, I'll headbutt your fucking head off, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you know that's coming. Yeah. Uh, and the other person's Joe Weller. Right. Because obviously he, he started off with like wrestling videos and stuff like that. And yeah. Into the pool and stuff like that. So that's, you know, mm. that's natural. Let him be a, a multi-sport guy. 
you've got it sussed already. How important is is firstly a name mm. and secondly an image? Massively, because I mean, an image you you put your picture on the poster and stuff. If you yeah. just mm. look like a guy and you're like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you just stand there with the fist pose. What's like, your wrestling face then? Uh, I so I change my look like every year and a half. I'm right. about a reinvention. What are you at at the minute? Um, at a minute, I've got this. Uh, do you guys know the show Tokyo Ghoul? No. Uh, uh, it's like this anime show with this like big fucking creepy looking mask with a zip over it. Oh, right. I'm quite known for my shit talking in wrestling, so that's why I've got the zip. So when I turn up at the show and I unzip the, the mouth, it's like, oh, we're going to get some heat today. Yeah. Um, so I've got that. I've got this like cool jacket that actually my girlfriend made with like, you know, I've got a white X on it for every championship I've ever won and a red X for every year sober that I've ever been. Right. And this big cool image on the back. Yeah. And it's about being larger than life. You know, uh, yeah. I heard somebody say you don't pay to see your neighbor. Yeah. And I guess that's the same with, with every kind of content. I guess with YouTube as well. You don't pay to see a regular guy unless yeah. he's Robbie Knox. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely do. Yeah, um, talking of image, when Fiona showed me a video of, of you, I thought, and I, I hope this doesn't come across um, nasty, but I thought you had one eye. For a little while, I kind of did. What's that about? So, again, I like reinvention. Like, you can take inspiration from anything. Uh and I liked characters like Solid Snake and, and like as basic as it is, mm-hmm. someone looks kind of badass when they got one eye, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You look yeah. like kind of a badass. Yeah. So I did a story where like this other guy who's a good guy and I'm the bad guy, we were doing a switch. So he's like, this guy looks like Justin Bieber. Like he's a pretty boy. How am I going to get him to look like the bad guy? So I used to come out with a toothpick. He would take the toothpick and we would like do a fake special effects video where he took out my eye, right? So I start wearing the eye patch which now he looks like an asshole. So he's getting booed. I'm getting cheered out of sympathy. So we've gone the right way. And I was wearing the eye patch and someone went, why don't you just get like a white contact lens or something? Mm-hmm. So we did a match. He takes it off and I kind of stare at him like a, almost like a horror movie. Yeah. The place goes absolutely wild for it. Mad. Uh, and, and so when you were doing, again, we'll get to the, the, the ABCD method. Yeah. You, you did a video about it on Facebook. Mm. You, were, you had that eye contact lens in then didn't this you? was a, yeah this was during that time but of course so you have to keep up the persona i felt like <clears> at the time hustle malone is going to have more of an outreach than lee does right yeah so i guess it's just, it's just using the platform where you can in, and you were kind of playing a bit of a character in in that i guess uh i guess it just kept it consistent yeah you know, if i'm doing that at the time and again like i said i change the look every year and a half keep it fresh get exciting again if you were now gonna like put us free on a show yeah. and make us into characters yeah what would you how would you how would you do it how would you do us how, well, how would i do you yeah. <laughs> uh good stuff um so duty i know you did you used to be a personal trainer or something right yes Is i was right? yeah so straight away you're a bad guy Right. <laughs> you're a bad guy yeah. because you can come out berate the crowd this crowd you guys are overweight and ugly and like, <laughs> you guys need to get it together or like and then you bring out a good guy and you go if you can do 50 press-ups in a row right i'll give you the belt i'll just give you the belt straight up and as they get to like 48 you just kick their leg out and <laughs> walk in the park and this is it wrestling lives and dies on reactions yeah yeah it's, it's even if you're a good guy and a crowd are booing you for whatever reason. If they're loud, who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. The worst what? thing you can get is crickets. So your 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 oh. name would be yeah. What's my name? Or I got It'd probably be the Rhino. Wouldn't yeah, it's got to it? be yeah. something to do with Rhino. Yeah. Or the person yeah. the personal painter. Oh, oh puns! Oh. They're not loud, are they? Surely. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Oh, are yeah. they? Right. What would, what, what would you be? Name or what would your thing be? 
I'd, I'd assume I'd be the nice guy. I reckon because of your job, right? You oh, should you should dress up in like <laughs> tweed and be quite posh. Yeah, and come out and be the butler. <laughs> so, so you're, and then you can oh. be like the butler did it. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. yeah, and also you you could just be like the little dog's body for the real bad men. Do you know what I mean? So like he'll he'll come out <laughs> and he'll go he'll go Stevie. Hit him. And he'll go, yes, sir. Like, and, <laughs> and then you'll go over with a, with a, like, a walking stick. or uh, A walking like, stick? One, Why one, of them, I... one of them things you keep food hot in. Like, so, so like, oh, your food's, like a tray, your food's then... here, man. But you go, Just... your food's here, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly say cunt. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm, I'm enjoying that. What would your wrestling name be? I think I could, I could do Stone Cold Stevie Austin. Oh, I like it. <laughs> kind of co- copyright. I got, yeah, I got you, an added, idea for... you added an I. <laughs> yeah. literally... Okay, fine. Yeah, I got an idea for me and Jack, because we're both alcoholics, right. and we could be a tag team called the Heavy Benders. <laughs> I'd wow. be the heavy, and it'd be the Benders. Perfect. That's offensive. I'm not... What? Yeah. To myself. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I would be... Jack hate. Oh, that's yeah. all right. What about this? <laughs> Jack, mate, but in the middle... Jack's not your mate. Oh, oh. and, and I come like, out. Fuck you! I'm not your mate. Yeah, and I'll go to the kids in the front in the front row, and I go, "All right, mate, joking. I'm not your mate. It don't matter. So I'll just hit him in the chest with my palm. <laughs> Bang like that. Yeah, and by right. the end of it, you'd just be Jack No Mates. Yeah, but I don't Ooh. mind because I've made all that wrestling dollar. <laughs> we go then. Is the money all right? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, the cool thing is, is the more you go up, right, and the more money you make. If you wanted to, you could wrestle less. So really? Ray Mysterio oh. did a match in the UK a little while ago. He got 20 grand for like 10 minutes. Really? But, Man. You know what I mean? What do yeah. you do the rest of your month after that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you living the dream or, or are you trying to progress up, up, the, up the ladder more? Yeah, there are more opportunities now because it used to be you just dream of WWE. That's the only place to be. Mm. Well, now WWE have a training center in the UK. Wow. So Where's they've got, that? They've got, uh, I think it's in London, but it's kind of like... It's not. It's like invite only sort of thing. Oh, like the magic circle, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> is is all of this has that happened since Paige? Was it Paige? That was her yeah, name, wasn't yeah. It? yeah. She's the one who had the movie she, about her. Do you know? Nudge. She, she lived two um, streets away from me. Norwich. Yeah. Mad. I was at high yeah. school with her. Mm. Not in a year. She was a year below me, and her brother was a year above me. And Stephen Merchant done that film about her. Yeah. So it's terrible. Her. Terrible. I, I film. wrestled her brother. Did you? Um, she's actually got two brothers. I don't yeah. know why everyone isn't in the... Yeah, he's not in it at all. Movie. Is it Beavis, Zach Beavis? Uh, Bevis, yeah, the family. Uh, uh, Roy and Zach, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. fucking mental. <laughs> Somebody went up to them and they went, right, should we start planning the match? And they went, you're having a fucking laugh? And just walked away. Why? As in, like, these guys are so mental that you don't, you don't plan a match with them. They don't plan nothing. They what? know they're going to be fine. Are they big time then, or is it just that... The it's, it's not, no, it's not that they're big time. It's mm. just that... They have their own company, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, 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 they write their own belts. We'll, we'll, put it like, we'll put it like this. You can either do a painting with like an idea in your mind, I'm going to paint a bear, or you can Jackson Pollock it and then try and work it out at the end. They're Jackson Pollock painters. Wow. They're just a bit, just a bit apeshit. But she yeah. smashed it, didn't she? Well, she hasn't any... Well, she did. She's injured. And, well, then, she and it seems it. like a maybe forever kind of injury, yeah. but you don't really know yet. I think it's in her neck, and you can't really fuck around when it's your neck, can you? Right, fucking hell. So... Alluding to what Jordan asked at the start, mm. oh. if somebody scripts the match, you could auto be scripted that you not you don't get this belt. Yeah, 
but it doesn't work in terms of how the football English, the English football leagues go. So you mm. win the championship, you go up to the Premier League. Mm. If you won loads of belts in the UK, mm. would you then? Is there a chance? Would you have a higher chance of going over to the WWE, like the Promised Land, or can you be really good at being a loser? Absolutely, you can definitely be good at being a loser. You've got to see the talent underneath it. So you might say, "What's the point in a belt if it's fake?" Because the belt is for the winners. So, so what's the point in that? But you've got to see there's a lot of things that come with those belts. So if, if I win a championship for a company, I'm front and center on the poster, right? So now I'm part of the drawing power of what promotes the show. When somebody sees that poster like in the high street, they're like, oh, fuck, Hustle's going to be on it. I'll go to that. So now you're part of it. When there's media opportunities for your company, if you're going to be on the local radio or whatever, mm. they'll send the champion and they'll send the big names and stuff like that. So does that not frustrate you then? Because you might be really fucking good at acting, really good at the the kind of the combat side of mm. it, but you might just not. You might just get a bad script. No, you you control what you do in that match. You might win or you might lose, but it's up to you to smash it. You, you know Batista who does uh, Drax and Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So he won the Rumble and that gave him a, a title shot at WrestleMania, right? Usually the you get the main event, the last match, the most important match. He was like four matches down and he was fucking livid. Right, because they were like, "Oh, there's loads of main events this year." He was pissed off that he wasn't in the headline match. So he has his match with the Undertaker. He's walking to the back, and the other lads going out after him are standing there, like going through their match. He walks by, slaps one of them on the back, and goes, "Fucking top that!" And that's the mentality we have, right? It's not me against you. Wrestling is like a competition amongst artists. We're all trying to have the best match on the show. Doesn't matter if I'm great and my match is shit, because together that's. That's what we were built for. So essentially, your opponent is like your dance partner. Absolutely. Mm. That's interesting. It's up to us to steal the show together. Yeah, so if, that's brilliant. If you got a really big show, yeah, and, and it was big for your career, mm. and, and you've, you realised halfway through that your opponent's a bit shit, mm-hmm. would you be giving him a harder digs than that? Nah, because if he's fucked up, if he's getting battered, that doesn't really help the story of the match because it's all drama. Right. Right? So you, you do the best that you can in there. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to say it. Like you, just, you do the best with the tools that you've got. But of course, the higher up you go, the better caliber of people that you're going to be put in there with. Yeah. Who, you, would, who would be your dream, dream fighter? Um, I, I don't suppose any of you guys know CM Punk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was a bit of a fruity UFC career, but yeah. He, he definitely did. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you get into a game that late, like, would you expect? Yeah, That's yeah, who yeah, Logan yeah, Paul was, no, trying sure. to, was trying to fight at one point. Mad. That's just mad. Why is um, it mad? Who would win? Uh, who would win? I still think CM Punk would win that fight purely because he was doing MMA like unofficially uh-huh. for years. But mm. when you're constantly on the road, how are you going to get a grade in at your local gym? Yeah. Because yeah, they've only seen you once every six months or whatever. Yeah. For you, did it, dev- did it help wrestling or did it devalue it that he went to like real combat sports and got battered? Well, Brock Lesnar did yeah, the same. Brock and he did was... it and he fucked it up. <laughs> what? He... Yeah, Brock Lesnar is a beast of a man. What he he went to M- MMA. Yeah, Brock Lesnar did two years in, yeah, in wrestling. Alistair Overeem right. fucked him up. Man. He did. He did two matches. Uh, sorry, he did two years in WWE. Did NFL for like a year, then went to UFC and won the heavyweight championship after like four fights. Yeah, who gets to be the top of the top of everything after four fights? That's like nothing. Yeah. That's a cup of coffee. Wow. Yeah. Fucking hell. When was this? Well, it, I think it also because of how big he was in the in WWE mm. helped him. I think it's a bit like, for example, for yourself with a massive YouTube audience. If you go over to TikTok, 
shit example, but you drag a massive audience across. You know what I mean? So you have that you name. Zero. Yeah, you you're verified instantly. Yeah, you have the profile. <laughs> wow. Is, is, is the biggest name to ever come out of wrestling The Rock? Got uh, to be. The Rock's one of into the entertainment has got on the planet. He's like the most, he's like the highest paid actor in the world now. Yeah, yeah unbelievable. Like that's unbelievable. Yeah, that's but the level. guy's work ethic is second to none on, by anyone on the fucking planet, I don't mm. think. Mm. It's absolutely insane. I'm fascinated. I, I, I genuinely am not just saying this for the sake of the podcast, but I am seeing it in a completely different light. I, I think you've shifted my, yeah. I, I appreciate it. There's, there's now, there's now, I'll, I'll say there's now wiggle room. Yeah, that's what I'll say. I've, I mean, wrestling had to change. This isn't just on on you guys. Wrestling had to change too. We can't just yeah. be like two big lumbering dudes throwing like shit punches at each other. Mm. Wrestling is now more than ever like a pre drinks show. Mm. Like yeah. you and your mates will go see a match from seven till nine at a nightclub. It'll be fucking great. The bad guys will look great. Like you know, it'll be the kind of show that you can interact with. Mm. Like you shout something at a wrestler. Like I'm quick on my feet. If someone shouts something at me in the ring, I'll shout back at them. Really? Right. Some, someone shouted out something at me a while ago. Hustle, you suck. And I went, yo, if I want your opinion, I'll ask your carer. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Crack on with the match. You don't get that at a movie or somewhere else. But it is the kind of thing now. Like my girlfriend came to one of my shows a while ago. It was over 18. She had all her mates in the crowd and I was a bad guy. So she was shouting, fuck you, Hustle. And I went, in your fucking dreams, love. Picked the guy up and did a move. <laughs> it's, it's more like that now. It's less like, well, we're here, world of sport at ringside. Oh, yeah. Big daddy. Like we had to change. And that's why I think it'd be better if people dip their toe back in to check on it every now and again yeah, yeah. It, uh, how how big is it here now like i know america's still the big the big big one mm. but how in comparison is it getting towards american way i notice you have a bit of an american twang in your accent is that a performer's voice i think it's just performing yeah, yeah. i think it's just um like i said you don't pay to see your neighbor yeah so i try and yeah. remove hustle as far away from lee as possible right yeah um, in terms to the uk yeah it's fucking massive now um, like I said, there's a reason WWE come here. One of my old coaches, this great wrestler called Eddie Dennis, he had to stop coaching us because WWE hired him. Wow, that's that's the kind of a great reason to stop yeah. teaching people, <laughs> yeah. right? Like that's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and now, yeah, there's like tons of UK names that are all signed up to this contract. I've got I've got friends who are like, oh, I can't see you for a while. Uh, they've just paid for me to do six months in Japan. Fuck, oh, cool. Wow. Well, I'll go do that. Then. Would you do that? <coughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Japan's like each place kind of has their own style. So like Mexico is like very flippy and very gymnastic mm. and, and all that's all like the that. masks and that, isn't it? Yeah. Is that yeah, like yeah. the Nacho Libre <laughs> kind of stuff? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's what they like in Japan. Uh, in Mexico. Yeah. In Japan, it is like these chops, it's like a hundred of them. Really? Headbutts, all that shit. Yeah. Japan is like probably as close to MMA as you get. Right. And then you kind of learn different styles from all over the place. Yeah, and America's like more of the narrative, the drama? Yeah, yeah. I'd say America's more of the story side of it. But the thing is, the story's good when you know that fans are adults and you can make them forget that they're watching a story. Mm. In the same way that people cry when they watch like The Notebook or something. Yeah. When you can, when you can tell a story and make people forget what they're doing, it's mm. fucking great. What impresses you more? The combat's... So if, if you was to now watch like... I imagine if, because we have got like a, a dead eye to all of this stuff, mm. like we, we wouldn't know what we're looking at when, when yeah. we watch it, but you could, you could spot a better wrestler from a worse one, yeah. even if the better one was getting the shit kicked out of him, right? Mm. Are you looking more at the way they, they move in, the, in terms of combat or, or what are you looking at? Their facial expressions, the way they're acting, the way they interact with the crowd, or is it a combination of all of those? You've got to juggle everything. Yeah. Because you've got to tell the story. You've got to juggle whether you're a good guy or a bad guy. You've got to pretend like you're being hurt. Sometimes you are hurt, sometimes you're not. But you've got to sell that you're hurt 
while also remembering what comes next in the story or what comes next in the match. Fuck. My my favorite my favorite story that I ever did right in a in a match was um. So do you guys know what money in the bank is? What when you have to grab it from the top of the ladder? Yeah, right. Yeah. So they've got this concept where like you win this dangerous ladder match, and if you do it, you get a contract for a title shot anytime you want in the next year. But that means anytime. So the champion could like have a cage match and be covered in blood and be knackered, and you can pop out and be like, "You all right? That's my go." Like, so it gives you a massive advantage. So I won this briefcase really early on in my career. And suddenly, after being hot shit, they started booking me to lose all the time. So even though I've got this like guaranteed anytime I want contract, I just started sucking shit, right? So I came out and I had almost like a midlife crisis in, in front of the crowd. And I was like, I don't get it. I thought I was the next guy. I thought I was meant to be the champ. This is meant to be my big moment. And it ain't happening. Something's got to change. I don't know what, but something's got to change. And the crowd are just confused. They don't know what I'm saying. So later that night, I'm fighting this guy called uh, Chris Tyler, who is like all-American good guy. This guy looks like he lives in Hollister. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm facing him, and instead of me coming out and being like, this town sucks, all that kind of stuff, I just come out head-focused on the match. I put my hand out for a handshake, and he's like, bro, are you serious? Just kicks my hand away. I was like, all right, I tried, fair enough. Well, and this isn't planned? No, 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 this is planned. This, this oh, is part okay, of the story. Right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he kicks my hand away. So I was like, all right, I was trying to be a good guy, but all right, fair enough. So we wrestle a match. At one point, the referee gets knocked down. One of my tag partners comes out and he tries to like give me the advantage. And I'm like, no, 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 fuck off. I need to do this on my own, right? I carry on wrestling Chris, somehow win like a good guy. After the match, I put my hand out again and he, uh, he shakes the hand and the whole crowd are like, he's turning a new leaf. This is the change he's talking about. So the winner of that match was meant to go on and face the champion, this guy called Ryan, right? Ryan, I've been shit talking him for two years, <laughs> right? I said to the boss, I was like, give me someone to shit talk for a while. And he gave me him because the guy can shit talk back. Yeah. So I was like, give me somebody, somebody like that. So it comes up to the match with Ryan. Usually I wear all black and uh, I come out to hate me now by Nas, right? A proper bad guy mm-hmm. song. I came out to all along the watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. Came out wearing white and orange, right? Match starts, put my hand out to Ryan slaps me in the face harder than I've ever been slapped in my life. My face was, I had a beard. My face was immediately like finger marks over. (laughs) Fair enough. I deserve that. I slap him one back. Right. We go into the match. We get going. At one point, the ref gets knocked down. The belt is right near me. And a belt weighs like 40 pounds. It's heavy. It's it's weighty. Mm. So I grab it and I'm like, the ref's knocked down. I could hit this guy in the head right now. And this is like murder she wrote. I kind of glance at the crowd and the crowd are like, no. Don't do it. Because they've seen me. It's like somebody's about to like relapse. Mm. They see me about to relapse. They're like, don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm like, oh, I've come this far. I throw the belt down. Right. The crowd are like, yeah, they're finally coming round. Right. I turn back to Ryan. Ryan kicks me in the head, pins me. One, two, three. Beats me. The dream is over. The dream is done. I walk up to Ryan afterwards. I'm like battered. Like I'm fucking, I look like a piece of shit. And he shakes my hand. And I was like, wow, like I earned that. Finally, like I didn't get the belt. But I earned something else. Right. So I'm, I leave him to the ring and I start walking to the back. And the announcer's like, what do we think of that? That was great. Yeah, yeah. But tonight we've only had nine matches and I promised you ten. Chris Tyler's music hits. Right? And he's fresh as a fucking daisy. And he walks past me and like, God, he's so handsome. He slaps <laughs> me on the shoulder and he's like, good try, buddy. Good try, little buddy. And that is just like the most dehumanizing, like demasculating thing in the world. So he runs to the ring and he's got, he's fresh. And he's got a match with Ryan. They start going. They wait and they're going to town. Suddenly the lights go out. Hate me now by Nas hits. I reappear. I'm holding uh-huh. the briefcase. I'm wearing all black. And I use the briefcase to add myself back into the match. Right? <laughs> the two guys are looking at each other. They're like, 
what the hell? Suddenly, my boys from earlier on pull Chris out of the ring. They're like, nope, you're out, pal. <laughs> pull him out. Ryan's like, what? Turns around, I club him in the fucking head with the briefcase. <laughs> One, two, three, champion. Right? <laughs> so the whole crowd saw me go all the way to almost a hero and come all the way back to be the bad guy. So it's like the moral of the story is sometimes being a piece of shit is what gets the job done. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, had like, I had like grown men who know it's fake, who are inside the industry. They were like, that story made me forget that I was watching entertainment. Yeah, I, for, I forgot I felt that it was fake. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what happens at the end? <laughs> I felt really immersed in that. I was like, yeah. Oh, Brilliant. dear me. Right, that was good. Um, I, I'm going to give it, I'm going to genuinely watch a match. You're going to give it a bash. I'm not saying I'm converted, but I want to see it. I want to watch it and I want to see. Like, have you got clips on YouTube? I'll send you some stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What can people, can people find out your... Oh, if you just search me Hustle Malone on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to check you, it out. Do you have a finishing move? Uh, I've got a couple of finishing moves. Yeah. I've got, I've got one. It's called the Brain Maker. What do you do? So, I, uh, so I'll stand behind you and I'll grab your arm to like whip you out. Yeah. Almost like a dance move. And as I pull you back in, I give you a headbutt, right? I give you a headbutt just here to the side of the head, and then I pull you under you, and I give you a DDT. Jesus. A, a what? A DDT. DDT. So I get your head here under my arm, and then we hit the floor. So I headbutt head your head to stun you, and then I pull you in and finish the job. <laughs> I headbutt you just to just, stun just you, and, and then I'll come out with a big That's move. That's the right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Imagine that, boys in nightclubs, like, I'll oh, fucking headbutt you just to stun yeah. you, and then a real big yeah. will go. And then I'll glass yeah. you. <laughs> How much, um, you mentioned the dance partner thing, mm. is it? When you're in there, do you know you have to get like X, Y, and Z moves in, but the filler can go however, or is it foot by foot, move by that's, move? That's not a bad way to think about it, right? When I first started and I learned about the formatting of a match and how it works, at first I felt a little bit cheated, right? Because you go through stages. It starts off with what they call the shine. Mm. The shine is where the good guy hits his cool stuff, makes you give a shit and realize, oh, he's actually good. Okay, cool. He might not have been, but now I know he's good. The bad guy hits the cutoff to stop the momentum. Usually does something bad guy-ish. Mm. Does the heat to slow it down. And then the comeback where the guy comes back, hits a big flurry, and then we swap moves at the end. And I used to think, man, I can't believe it's, I've never noticed that formula. But then mm. again, movie script That's how, the exact, yeah. exact same way. If yeah. there's not a pivotal moment at page 15, they'll throw your script out. Yeah. It needs to follow that format. Yeah. So typically, if the other guy forgets, because sometimes when you're more experienced and you're kind of carrying the younger guy, if he forgets stuff, it's like, okay, well, as long as we get to this point, you'll probably be able to pick it up from now. Right. So you are just, there is a lot of it where you are just sort of like moving about, hitting each other, not really knowing what's coming next. Just building the narrative. The thing basically. is, is the, the crowd can lead you sometimes. Can right? they? A absolutely. So they do a thing called a hope spot, right? So let's say I've got the, I'm the bad guy, I've got the good guy down and I'm, and I'm wailing at him and I'm taking my time to look at the crowd, give them shit, shout stuff at people. If the crowd starts suddenly getting back on them, by the time I turn back to the good guy, he'll give me a couple of shots and the crowd will be like, hold on a minute making noise for the good guy inspires him to fight harder. So if I'm like, you all suck, boo, turn back round, he gives me a shot, they're up for me now, right? We're like, oh, we've got them in the palm of our hands now. So sometimes I'll say, don't fight up until they want you to. Then you've rewarded them. Yeah. Fucking hell, it's like a, it's literally like a theatre piece, isn't yeah. it? Which, I've, which is weirdly, because it's I've never looked at it that way. But when you explain it, it's so fucking obvious that that is maybe what it should be seen as. And in that light, it's, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's easy. Yeah. But then that's why I kind of, I completely get why you'd like Avengers. 
Yeah. I completely get it. I know it's it's a billion dollar industry or whatever. Yeah. But I can't I can't enjoy it. So mm. I'm, I'm going to go back and watch it and 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 see. But I do you think it's it's easy to convert a, a kind of non-believer? I think you got <laughs> I think you got to show them the right stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um, I heard this argument a while ago. Someone was talking about uh, reality TV, and they said, "Oh, like I don't have a TV because you know there's Jersey Shore and there's all this like you know Made in Chelsea or this trash TV." Mm. And someone went, "But like Snooky wrote a book." So it doesn't mean you throw out all the books, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm. In the same vein, any wrestler now represents all wrestlers because you're like, oh, I saw the wrestling. Yeah. The, yeah. Same, the, <laughs> the same way that like you guys get it when there's a YouTuber who fucks up. Yeah. You all pay the price. Yeah. Everybody takes a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Or you go see a nil-nil and that doesn't mean that Barcelona v Real Madrid's not going to be a good game. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. good. I don't want to leave without talking about um, this method that we've alluded oh, to throughout mm. the... Um, Throughout the episode, I think it's a very unique and original way to get people speaking about mental health. And um, I think everyone in this room wouldn't be human if they hadn't suffered from mental health at one point in their life. So talk us talk us through the ABCD method. And, and you, you, you kind of coined this, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've you know had no bones about it. I've struggled with my mental health for years. Uh, depression and anxiety, it's always kind of plagued me. Um, but I'm a very practical person. So when I see messages like, you know, if anybody wants to talk, just send me a message and then you talk to them. And then at the end, they're just like, well, if you ever need to talk and I'm like, I just did. We just did that. We did that. We talked. <laughs> right. Just because you can just because you can make beans on toast doesn't mean you're Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> yeah. And when somebody goes, if you need to talk, that doesn't make you a therapist. And that's no disrespect to the people who do that stuff, mm. because some people talking, getting it out, it mm. helps them. For me, it doesn't. If I'm pissed off because my car's broken, I need to fix my car. Like. Yeah, you know, talking isn't going to get me through that. But that's just personal. That's just my way of doing things. I feel a lot of people struggle when it comes to they just want to feel normal. And I think we forget a lot as adults. You get fucking lonely sometimes. Mm. As an adult, it's hard to make friends, man. Yeah, it's hard to be like like when you see somebody at the gym and you're like, at what point do I stop, you know, spotting them? And do I ask them if they want to get a beer? Yeah, when yeah. come to a party, why is that weird? Why is that? And, and the way yeah. that the, the British people are, they will be like, "That's fucking weird." So that's what, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're gym friends. Get away! Like, yeah. I'm not coming to your party. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it's weird to bridge that gap with people. Um, sometimes you just want you don't even want to do anything. You just want somebody in the house. Yeah, right. Like, I've had dates in the past where like I'd be talking to a girl and I'd be like, "Hey, I need to get my work done, but you want to just bring your laptop around and do whatever you're doing, and I'll just be in the room at the same time." Like, mm. it's hard. So I thought about a way to say to people, I want to talk. I don't necessarily want to talk about my mental health. I don't want to unload all my problems on you. I just want to talk about anything. I just want my phone to go off for the first time today. I just want to talk to somebody. So I looked at emojitracker.com and least used emoji across like, I think it's WhatsApp, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram is this little gray square that says ABCD. It's the least used emoji out of everything on, on mobile devices generally. It used to be the Isle of No, and then we took that as our <laughs> happy hour flag. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I thought as a method of being able to get people to speak, just being able to eventually equivalence to DMs are open. Put this little emoji in the corner of your Instagram story. Put it on the end of your Facebook status. It could be anything else. I, I put up a picture of like, you know, great session at the gym, me at the gym, and I hid it just kind of in the corner, right? That's enough to be like, reach out and people could be like hey man what's going on and then it's up to me whether i want to say hey man i've been feeling really low today or whether i go not much man what's going on with you how's the family and it's up to me to then go out from there 
and I, and I did it and I put the video out and it, and it got a lot of love online and stuff. But then I wanted to see, do people actually care? Will this actually work? So a week later, I waited for all the hype to die down and stuff. I put up a picture of like, like a couple of cans of Pepsi or something like that. Like I need to stop drinking this or whatever. And I hid it in the corner and I went and had a shower and I came back and I had 15 DMs from people being like, hey man, what's going on? Yeah. And it, it's nice that you can talk about mental health and not have to feel weak doing it mm. and not have to be like, hands up, I feel like shit and my life sucks. Someone yeah. talking. You can just be like, DMs are open. Make me feel like a normal person for a bit. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's how, brilliant. How did you, did you think of that? How did, I don't know how you thought of that because that's quite good because you had, so, so when you say it, you don't want people to necessarily talk about mental health, but just like, just say, say anything. Like it's you saying, I want a discussion. Is that right? I think it's down to the person who, I guess the person who posted the emoji. Mm. It's down to them to, I can't DM a friend out of the blue, or maybe maybe that's just me. Mm. I don't feel like I can DM a friend completely out of the blue and be like, hey man, had a really, really bad day today. Feel kind of suicidal. Now that is on them mm. to be like, okay, shit, how are we going to deal with this? Okay. But if someone sees that little emoji and then messages me, it's them going, okay, well, I'm here to talk. Whatever yeah. that may be, whatever, mm. whatever's going on with you. That's good. I think in the, in the, in the, what's it called? Like re, once that goes out, once that message is spread in the kind of recent, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, so before it goes on too long. So like in the, in the first few months kind mm. of thing, I think it will work well. But then I think after a while, do you not think people might abuse it after a while, like anything online? Or do you think that should just be like the universal symbol of, well, it, not abuse it, but will it mean less? Because now, imagine when for, for social media first started, if someone done a, done a, a story and they were like, if anyone wants to talk, I'm here. You'd go, wow, this person wants to talk to me. Mm. And then they get a bit of clout from it. So all your favorite YouTube stars, guys, I'm always here if you need me. Yeah. And no, no, you're not. So once it catches, it could almost be... Um, it could almost make its own death if it got too big because right now we all know the the symbol and if we saw it we'd reach out to our friends whereas if it blew up and blew up and blew up it might mean less does that does that make sense to you i guess i guess any symbol has the danger of that right <coughs> yeah but i i kind of think um whenever i think of like fame and, and like status and stuff like that i remember mm. this conversation uh, you know the singer neo yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he had a, a conversation with jay-z and he was like they keep starting these rumors that I'm gay. I don't know why everyone keeps thinking that I'm gay. Everyone started this rumor that I'm gay. And he was like, you haven't made it until these rumors start. Like, things are going to be said about you, whether they're right or wrong. <laughs> you don't get this shit. You don't, this is what you call a, a, a good caliber of problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> so if yeah. it blows up like that, cool. Even if 90% of people are bastardizing it. Yeah. If 10% of people are getting a good benefit out of it, then it's worth having around, I guess. That's cool. Yeah. There we go. The ABCD method. Is that a method? I think it's yeah. a method, isn't it? Yeah, it works. There we go. I like that. Lee, this like has been an absolute lot. pleasure, mate. A lot of laughs, a lot of um, insightful chat about wrestling and a little bit of little bit of a delve into mental health as well. Thanks for emailing in, mate, because um, I don't know if our paths would have crossed had you not done that. So I, I appreciate you guys having me on. I love the podcast. Thank you very Thank much. You, mate. Thank you very it. much. Hey, and, and to your credit as well, like you said at the start of the year, you were gonna how many pods a year uh, this year? Hundred or yeah, we're like gonna that. try and do two two a week. Yeah, two You're a week. Fucking smashing it, mate! Like, <laughs> yeah. Eight my own words on that one. <laughs> Thank you, we've, mate. We've actually got episodes ready. Well, depending on this one, mm. this could be in May. That's yeah. how well we're doing. If it. coronavirus does take us down, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be, we'll outlive we'll still our. Still be entertaining. Our, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the first guest to bring us popcorn. So. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. My uh, favorite. 
Yeah. Thank you very much, Lee. Um, check out uh, Hustle Malone on, it, yeah. on on YouTube. And uh, what, what are your social medias, like Twitter and At Instagram? Malone Hustle on everything. There we go. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, Stevie. That's all right. Cheers, Jordan. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Hustle. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Jack makes happy hour. This was a Stakhanov production.